Hi guys, welcome to a new episode of Son of a Bix and the Iceman. I'm here with Peyton as usual and our special guest Casey Walker, our dear friend. Casey, say what's up. What's up? Um, today on the show, we're going to be talking about the blasphemous uh, activities of fans at games, um, our Reds report for the week. We're going to talk a little Seth Jones. Um, we are going to go into our one sports city that deserves a professional sports team that does not have one already. We're going to do a little bit of a deeper dive on the Ohio State football schedule. And lastly, we're going to conclude, well, second to last, we're going to do our top five music artists at the moment. And uh, last, we're going to talk about Coach K retiring at the end of next season. Um, so open up the floor here. Um, uh, so over the past week, um, fans have really not not a good look for fans at games, especially at NBA playoff games. Um, obviously, uh, just to name a few scenarios, uh, Kyrie Irving was hit with a water bottle. That fan was arrested for assault, and um, you know, I think that was only one of the scenarios. Trey Young was spit on by a fan that was sitting courtside. Um, oh, a few of the others were uh, Russell Westbrook. Um, he was getting uh, ushered off the court, and a fan like you know put some popcorn on him, and he got his season tickets removed, and he's banned for life. And then there was another person at the Washington Wizards uh, Philadelphia 76ers game who ran onto the court. So again, um, I will kind of kick it over to Peyton here to start. Which one of these instances do you think was the worst and why? I mean, this <laughs> this is not debatable at all. Like, uh, clearly it's Trey Young being spat on by the, uh, the fan sitting courtside. We talked about this in the pre-show, but there is no... There's nothing more disrespectful than being spit on. Um, Sawyer, you laid it out really nicely. Like Absolutely. Saying that you spit on the ground and that you're basically comparing me when you're spitting on me you have um, to the ground. You have as much respect for me as you do the ground. And like that might be a little much, but there is nothing more disrespectful um, than being than being spit on. I, 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 I have a hard time believing that it could be any other thing than that. Um, mm. I didn't realize that Kyrie Irving was actually hit with the water bottle. Like, did it actually make contact with his body? Um, I think it was close, but some people were saying it could have cut because it was thrown from such a distance that yeah. it could have cut his face. And uh, a water bottle, I don't think a water bottle would cut someone's face, but you never know. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, it's more the sign of disrespect than yeah. actually hitting him. It's not, I mean, whether or not he was hit doesn't matter. I mean... A water bottle's most likely not going to hurt him. Popcorn isn't going to do damage yeah. to Russ, but it's like... The intent. It's the intent, yeah. it's These guys are out there playing for you. You paid to go see them, whether they're on the team that you came to see or not. Um, they're doing their job to entertain you. Yeah. Um, so any act of, of disrespect to the players is so uncalled for. Mm-hmm. And it totally goes under the realm of entitlement. And I, I think that there's two ways to look at this. And I heard some guys on 97.1 The Fan discussing this yesterday afternoon where it was like, uh, what should be the repercussions of this this 
like yeah. phenomenon that yeah. is continuing on. I think they even use the word epidemic. This just seems to be occurring every single night um, in the stands of NBA playoff games. Um, but this is this is crazy. I I, I don't really re- I don't understand how anyone feels entitled enough or where this entitlement comes from where you think that another person deserves regardless of what they what, what they have done deserves to be spit on i'm going to i'm going to keep going back to that because i think that is a completely different offense personally than what a water bottle water bottle being thrown at you um a popcorn being dumped on you or fans coming on the court. Like, we've seen streakers and people coming onto the field of play um, for the last ever. I, I right, can't right. remember a Ohio State football season where Somebody didn't where someone hasn't come onto the field. <coughs> um, we, we see incidents of this happen all of the time. Um, so I think let's move away from that. Um, the, one, the last thing I'll say is... Again, Russ said this after a game, but, uh, like, you wouldn't come up to me on the street. And mm-hmm. if you did, you get your, you know, you yeah, get, get your, your booty, a, you get your, get your a, booty knocked. You get your A-double-S kicked. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. You would get beat down yeah. by these professionals. And the, the last thing I'll say is everybody thinks it's easy to be a professional athlete and they do get paid a lot but the thing is they get scrutinized more than any other posi- per, like uh uh they get scrutinized more than any other profession mm-hmm. they get told i guarantee you there there are every like black player gets like they get scrutinized and they get oppressed every mm-hmm. game and that's just unacceptable i think it's one of those things where like they get, you know, they get told these nasty racial slurs that no other profession may be, like, behind closed doors, but not to their face. Exactly. You know, these, these uh, you know, these African-American uh, players are getting told, you know, they're, you know, just dirty things and that should never come out of another human being's mouth. You're so right. it's one of those things where, like, yeah, they do get paid a lot of money. But at the same time, imagine a dude at an office job getting told you suck, you know, you're not good enough. Yeah. You should not, you should just go home. Yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, so that's my thing. Like, do I think like it's right? You know, no, I absolutely don't think it's right. And I think like some, it's like, just cause you sit courtside doesn't mean you have to act like such a doofus. Yeah. Like, it's just yeah. like, cause you have the money to you know purchase courtside tickets it doesn't mean you have to act like a total like idiot like know, there is no excuse moron. like there, there is, is no, no excuse. excuse now and the other thing is what is the punishment that needs to come about from these specific instances i uh in the Kyrie Irving story he was charged with assault and battery i think that personally is way too extreme he could have been Intoxicated, and I'm not going to make excuses for this guy. He made a very stupid choice, but this should not affect his life for the like the rest of his life. He should maybe have to pay a, a small fine, but right. that is it. He he should not have to spend any time for this right. mistake. Um, mm-hmm. He should be completely removed from 
ever seeing a game at um, TD Garden again. Nah, he he should yeah. not be allowed to come into the stands again. And I think that as well for um, the fan uh, that poured the um, the, the popcorn. popcorn on on Russ. Just ban him for life and take away his season tickets. Yeah. I think that's all that needs to be done. You know, it's like one of those things where if you want to do that in stadiums, then you're not going to come back. Yeah. Honestly, you don't deserve to come back into our venue and enjoy a sporting event. So, I mean. Now, but for for the case with Trey Young, I, I would have no problem with the players policing that themselves. If Trey Young wanted to go up in the stands no, yeah. and beat the tar out of right. entitled fans sitting courtside. I, I see no problem with that. I mean, he probably didn't feel it, but, like, the thing is, like... That's... Regardless, I don't even yeah, care. you know, I, I know, and it's kind of one of those things where, like, they don't want another, like, mouse at the palace. And I've heard that, thing. too. And, like, the thing is, you're gonna get it if you don't police this better. You know, you're gonna get a dude that's had a bad day, and, you know, his, you know, he's got, you know... He might have family issues going on at home, this player does, and his his play isn't really reflecting what he can do. And this guy is going to have a temper, and one day he's just going to be like, all right, where's... And and all the fans, like, every time somebody does something bad, they all point to the fan that did it because they don't want to get their butt beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, yeah. Well, I I mean, I think the one of the bigger problems is that these players, these athletes, can't do anything about it because... Their reputation as, you know, role models and celebrities to people all over the world has a lot more weight than the reputation of some random, you know, probably 25-year-old guy sitting in the stands. stands. And they can do whatever they want because the backlash to them, you know, isn't going to be what what it would be if, you know, Trey Young went up there and, you know, punched him right in the mouth. Like, whether or not he deserved it. Yeah, he's well, gonna yeah, see and clearly, I, 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 his I, reputation I, as a player, you know, is going to be tarnished forever. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, and I, I'm just saying, clearly, clearly, we're not going to see another malice at the palace. I don't think there the security measures that are met in every venue across the true. country yeah. is so extensive now that I think the likelihood of that happening is very, very minimal. Yeah. I, but personally, if I was that player. I think I think he needs to police that on his own. Like that is the right. most disrespectful thing ever. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it, I I'm really hoping that um, this is just a little fluke that's happening in the NBA. Um, mm-hmm. Currently, they are sitting so close. We talked about that in the pre-show. Um, but fans, they haven't been in the building for for uh, months. They just don't know COVID is inviting. Um, well, with the with the absence of COVID, um, people are being allowed back into the stadiums at uh, uh, abundant be, numbers right now. Yeah, so, right. Well, the thing, you know, and the thing is, like, I mean, and as Kyrie put it, and I think he's a very educated man when it comes to race mm-hmm. because very outspoken as he's well. very outspoken which i'm okay with mm-hmm. because oh yeah no no complaints i'm here. i'm very all right with if you are you know if you want to tell us about your struggles you know what i'm saying because it's it gets to the point where if you don't it's unhealthy and the thing is like he said it he's like you know it's these typical like 
they just throw stuff at us like we're in like the zoo or something. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's not okay. It's not okay to result back to those tactics because those tactics were, you know, they were terrible. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like they were <laughs> awful and, you know, they they should never come back into thought for fans sitting in the stands. So like, that's my thing. Like, you know, as I, I want these guys to be more outspoken about this because, you know, tell us, you know, how we can be better. And Mm -hmm. I like that Kyrie's been doing that and he's been telling us, you know, you guys like, you know, I'm just out here to play. And like Kyrie doesn't like, you know, most like players, like they got like, wife and kids sitting in the stands yeah. and they're like they, they just and loved ones and they and just Casey want... mentioned the reputation of these players as mm-hmm. well I, I really think that outweighs even your family sitting in the stands yeah. like yeah. these guys have built up these careers um, mm-hmm. and their image and likeness what? since they were even kids so and they're under like heavy contracts too like there are things they can and can't do can and can't say that are under constant scrutiny of the league itself you're right mm-hmm. and no matter how good of basketball players or athletes they are, they're still people. They're yep. still people. Yep. They're still employees to the NBA. Yep. So they and to their owners who sign their paychecks. Yeah, they can't act however they want. Yep. And but you know, me throwing a water bottle at an athlete at a game probably isn't going to get me fired from my job. So I'm not at risk of that. It might make me look like a d bag to everyone, but uh-huh. like that's about all I'm risking unless. You know, there are charges, but that's if they find me, you know. Uh, but I just think it says a lot about, like, who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. If you're that self-centered and that... Disrespectful. Dis- it goes back to disrespect. And I think it's different for the fans that are, like, running onto the field because that's not, like, they're not doing that out of hatred or, or anything malice like that. or anything. They're just doing it... For fun. Because they want the attention. Yeah. They're probably, you know, young young people that want their friends to see like oh I was on oh, TV I was on TV this is funny but like it's not funny and if I had a friend that was like that I'd be like like you're you would be reevaluating that friendship you need the spotlight on you that bad that you disrupt you disrupt a multi-million dollar game fund yeah just cuz you felt like it and I mean in a sport like basketball where the game's constantly going the clock is constantly running a fan running onto the court does play a role and it could it could kill someone's momentum you know imagine lebron's running back with a, a fast break or whatever and you know a fan runs right there and and kills his momentum and that could totally you change know, the pace the of the, yeah, change the, absolutely. the course of the game all right so up next on son of a bix and the Iceman, the, la- the last oh. thing i'll say the last thing i'll say is on a very important topic is just who the hell raised you yeah. To act like that at a game. Oh, like, I'm more like, who are your parents? I'd love to talk to those parents. I'd love to talk to those parents. Definitely not making like, them proud. Yeah, I mean, I lo- I'm not saying it's all on the parents, but the parents take some of the blame because, like, if I ever, God forbid, if I ever did that on national TV, there would be a long talking to about how to act in, like, per, you know. Oh, absolutely. Professional climates. And, like. So that's the last thing I'll say. Just who who raised you? You know what I'm yep. saying? Okay. Uh, next. Uh, yeah, we, we've got the Reds report for the week. Yeah. I think this is going to be quick. Yeah. The uh, Reds suck. <laughs> we've got a couple guys that can hit. The bullpen's terrible. 
Winker, Winker and Castellanos have been good. Exceptional. Yeah, very good. And it's it's sad for them because uh, they, uh, again, I saw a thing on Twitter where we might have two NL MVPs on mm-hmm. our roster and we still stink. Yep. So definitely uh, that's that's probably all we need to say about that. Um, Seth Jones. Seth any, Jones. Any comments on Seth Jones? You want to start? I mean, I don't think we've had a podcast since John Davidson was signed. Um, that's big news. He's now the president of hockey for the Jackets. I think we uh, talked about that. Did we? Two weeks ago. I don't know. I something. Think we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, either way. Um, so we got some changes in the front office. Obviously, Tortorella's gone. Mm-hmm. But the big news on the Jackets' uh, front end, I guess, mm-hmm. is uh, Seth Jones, one out of Columbus. He is Tough to hear. requesting a, a trade. Oh, did he request? Well. He's it is camp. Is yeah, saying he people are saying that he's wanting to trade. Um, truly, it's heartbreaking. Um, really I think is. Seth Jones is probably the most talented player that has ever played for the Jackets. Certainly defensively. Um, oh yeah, I, he, he was he, going to be signed for the biggest money the Jackets have ever handed out. He is. He was about to get an insane. Yeah, it. and I don't know. Look, man. I mean, if he does leave, and it's looking like he will. No hard feelings. No hard feelings. I mean, Seth Jones, you deserve better. Unfortunately, the Jackets haven't gotten anything done. Yeah. Um, tonight is the draft lottery. Maybe that can... Uh, I did see that. Maybe that can can change some things up for the Jackets. Um, I know that they're a couple, couple percentage points behind um, some of the other worst teams in the NHL. Um, but the Jackets can still land a uh, Big. An early first-round pick. Um, in this year's NHL draft, so we'll be we'll be looking out for that. We'll have to see you tonight. Yeah, um, uh, definitely. Uh, Seth Jones always been one of my favorite players on the team. Um, him and Boone Jenner are probably to my two favorites, and it's just sad to hear. But I don't know. It's kind of like at the end of the day, I- I'm not gonna. I'm not going to fault him for wanting better. I'm never going to fault a player for believing in himself and thinking he deserves better. Yeah. I'm never going to fault him And it's him one of those that. things where I saw a tweet. It was like, as a Blue Jackets fan, I shouldn't be surprised. And, like, I'm not heartbroken by this. Like, we have these run-ins with players wanting to leave Columbus so freaking often. Kind of expected it. it Honestly, uh, yeah. you should have expected it. Yeah. We had such a heartbreaking season last year and it wasn't even heartbreaking like we were just, just consistently let down every single night a heartbreak is like you don't expect it we kind of expect yeah, like no. honestly like it was kind of one of those things where like it was just disappointing like game after game after game and it was just like god when will yeah this let's end? stop talking about this you know I freaking hate the right <laughs> um okay next question one uh one city in America that you think deserves one professional <laughs> sports team Casey, go first. Yep, Casey. All right. Uh, I'm going to have to go with probably Omaha, Nebraska. Okay. Or something around there, somewhere in Iowa. Um, but I think in that general area, the biggest city without a professional sports team would probably be Omaha. Mm-hmm. Um, now, as people that have grown up in the Midwest, we know you know firsthand that we're passionate. We're very passionate. Midwesterners people. love their sports. We love our sports. And, I mean, that passion shows in in college sports mm-hmm. every single year. We're very passionate sports fans. And the Cornhuskers fans. Nebraska yeah. has 
historic tradition. They travel incredibly well. Absolutely. And same with the Hawkeyes in Iowa. So Yeah, you're exactly right. And with Omaha being right on that border between Nebraska and Iowa, I think it would bring in all those fans. All um, fans, yeah. The, you know, the closest teams they have are like, you know, Chicago, that's, uh, Minnesota, that's any team in Wisconsin. And, and, it, and it's not the biggest market. You know, they're not incredibly populous states. Obviously, if they had bigger cities, they would have, you know, they would already have, would a, already sports have a sports team. Um, but all the big cities already do have sports teams, yeah. so you're going to have to look. Well, and we've seen how well, obviously, you mentioned college sports have flourished in mm-hmm. in uh, Nebraska already. Um, but also, the College World Series takes Absolutely. place in Omaha, Nebraska mm-hmm. every That's single spring. One of the biggest sporting events of the summer. Yeah. Absolutely. Summer. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. well spring. Yeah, spring. Summer. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, that's actually true. The closest teams are like Minnesota and Wisconsin, which yeah. is like all the way north. You know right. what I'm saying? And, and like, I don't feel like they accurately represent you the know, people living in Nebraska. Exactly. They and want to root for their own their own teams. And, and I would like to say that, I mean, given the region, mm-hmm. I think the best sport would be um, football. football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Although, By you mile. know, it would be very hard in today's age to add a football team. Yeah. Oh, um, it is because you have to fill out a roster. Yeah. You have to fill out a roster of um, like 50 guys. The only one that would make sense, the only league that's still like, you know, adding teams are the NHL and I guess MLS. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But I really doubt that NHL would. And I think go we could well. see, I could, I think we could see the NBA add another team. That's uh, true. In either one of those uh, Canadian cities. Yeah. Uh, like Montreal. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, or even add a team back to uh, Seattle. I was and I've heard even even rumors in Nashville. I was talking yeah. to Casey about that, about how they should bring Seattle back. Because that was actually cool jerseys. I thought Seattle, you know, uh, Seattle's a good sports city. As I was talking to Casey yeah. in the pre-show. Um, Mariners, Seahawks, Kraken. Yeah. You know. um, and Sounders. So, yeah. Seattle Sounders. Definitely. Uh, Peyton, uh, what uh, would your city be? My city um, means some, a little something to me is uh, Charleston, West Virginia. Okay. Um, the people of West Virginia, um, not a huge financial market, um, probably not going to wow you in the concerns of finances. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we're going to talk about passion, I think the people of West Virginia um, could potentially be the most passionate around. Um, there's only, I believe, one professional sports team in the city of Charleston, um, which is the largest city of, in West Virginia, mm-hmm. um, which is a double-A or single-A um, baseball team. Um, but all the people in West Virginia just get to root for uh, either Cincinnati either Cincinnati or Pittsburgh. Um, you've got a influx of Pittsburgh Steelers fans. You've got an influx of Bengals, maybe even some Browns fans hit, uh, here and there. Um, but I think Charleston, West Virginia, um, could be a good spot. Not necessarily for a. Um, I feel like a baseball team because. Yeah, a baseball team would be fine. Yeah. Um, probably not a basketball team. Probably not even a football team. But I, I would team. like something there. They they do need something in West Virginia. I think a big problem with like there being an MLB team in West Virginia is what you talked about earlier with finances. Yes. Because baseball is such a, you know... Money-driven sport. I mean, sport. we've all yeah. seen the movie Moneyball, hopefully. 
um, which is all about that and how they got to sell tickets. You got to sell tickets, to... and if you don't have the money, you can't get the good players. I mean, we've seen it right now with the Dodgers. The Dodgers are so good because they have because money. they have a lot of money. They yeah. are cherry picking the best players from all. Literally, all the, Trevor Bauer is making else. more than the entire roster for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, and that that shouldn't be the case. And that's not really fair, but it's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, how it, it's how it's always been. But you try to put a team in, in Charleston, and that's but, exactly but what's going to happen. But of all the cities that I would like to see right. a professional sports team go, and I've got family in West Virginia, and I, I've seen how passionate people in those small towns in West Absolutely. Virginia treat their sports. And finances aside, I, I really do think a team would flourish in right. terms of popularity and passion and, for those sports I mean, teams. Sports are definitely an escape for a lot of people, and from their from their lot, it's kind of an an escape from their lives. It's kind of one of those things where sports provide people a lot of joy, Mm -hmm. and sometimes, like you know, people don't want to admit it, but like their lives, you know, their family lives, their home situations, but like sports is their outlet. Yep, you know what I'm saying. People need sports, and that's kind of the reason. Like, you know, like I love sports so much because it means so much more Mm -hmm. than watching a team win or lose it's like it's just the enjoyment of watching the game but i also think at the same time for a city like charleston and i was while while you were just mentioning that i was trying to think like what cities do i know of that don't have sports teams? a lot do and 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 if you put a team in a city i think you bring a lot of marketing to that city period think about how much more the kraken think about how much just after unveiling like their jerseys. Think about how much they're like, you know, the income. I mean, but Seattle is is already a. Yeah, it is a good sports city, but like, like adding the Kraken will be like that one more like thing that'll like get them over the top. Because like, obviously, like if you live in Seattle, like they're very like Seahawks driven. Not really as much Mariners driven, but they're very <laughs> Seahawks because they yeah. like football. Yep. Northwestern people like football. I mean, everybody everywhere likes football, but Northwesterners like they really like football. Yep. Um, my team would, my city, my city would be, I go Chattanooga. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Chattanooga, Tennessee. I think, and you could call Also have a minor league baseball team. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Start with a baseball team, see if you can expand. Like, you know, I feel like it'd be great. I feel like Tennessee is a very, I mean, Nashville only has one team, right? Predators? Uh, They have the Tennessee Titans. Oh, yeah, they got the Titans too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How far away is Memphis from Nashville? Um, not, it's probably four or five hours. Okay, so, it's pretty big enough. How big is, like, if we're being, okay, if we're going to be critical, because you guys are low-key critical about Charleston, which is totally fine, how big is the city of Tennessee? That is true, to add up Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I meant, I'm sorry. (laughs) Oh, man, you can't start like that. Yeah, 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 Uh, you can critique that as well. Look, look, it's, but again... I kind of forgot about Memphis because Memphis has the Grizzlies and uh, is that it? They just got the Grizzlies, right? I Memphis, think it's the Grizzlies, yeah. yeah. Memphis, so they get, Memphis has the Grizzlies, and, um, and Nashville has Nashville SC. They're an MLS team. If we're really just throwing out names, yeah, sports team, they right. do have another, right? Uh, which is new. They were an expansion team, like Casey mentioned. Yeah, then then Nashville has the Predators and the SC team, and then. I mean that that is a good point, and I like Tennessee's very like there's I guarantee there's a lot of volunteer fans around yeah, there, right. and there's probably a lot of Vander like Vanderbilt, what, what yeah. Vanderbilt's in Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it is. Yep. Oh, that's really? what makes me really think because Vanderbilt probably the best college baseball team right now, um, arguably. 
Um, oh, definitely. But how does Tennessee not have a baseball team? But Tennessee, definitely, UT, University of Tennessee, they drive the football sales. And Vanderbilt drives the baseball sales because Vanderbilt produces so many players. Like, David Price went there. Like, there's so many. They've got two of the top pitching prospects in college baseball. Yeah, so it's just an interesting dynamic because, like, I get what you're saying. Like, it kind of be crowded. Mm -hmm. Like, it would, but I think, like, Tennessee is a very, like... It's a very interesting like state. It's it's probably one right. of the most interesting because if you go there, there's a lot of culture there yeah. and there's a lot of festivities. Oh, yeah. That's a good choice. I like that actually. I like yeah. it too. In baseball, especially like when you think about people in Tennessee, who do they root for? Like who's the closest team in baseball? The Braves? Yeah, the Braves in Atlanta. True. Um, who else do they have that's around there? I, I mean, might be Are the Nationals far away? How far is Tennessee oh, from like, I think DC? That's, I think that's super far. Super I feel far. like okay. that's like super far. Um, so you got to root for the Braves, basically. You, you you put in you know you put in a team in somewhere in Tennessee, Kansas Chattanooga City. maybe. You bring in Kentucky fans. Oh, you bring God. in Kansas Alabama City? and Mississippi fans. Would Kansas City be the second closest? Kansas team? City would, is like all the way like it would be St. Louis before. Yeah, it'd be St. Louis or even. The oh, Reds, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cincinnati probably would be closer than that. <sighs> Man, that's oh weird. That's um, odd. That is odd. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked now that I think about it that there's not more baseball teams around there. In, like, the central United States. Yeah. So well, I, it might be, like, honestly, like, the Marlins? But they're, like, the southern tip of Florida. Like, right. literally, like, they are, like, the, they're, like, like, Miami is, the like, the southern Is there only part of, one baseball team in Florida? No, no, there's, oh, oh the, is it the only Rays. the Marlins? The, yeah, they got the Rays. The Rays. Yeah, Tampa, Tampa Bay South too. Yeah, Tampa Bay's really south. So it's just hard, like so, as you know. Yeah, it really might, would just. Be I might crazy. shift my vote to putting a baseball team somewhere in Tennessee. Yeah, honestly, yeah, I think that would be. I think definitely cool. a huge market. Yeah, or like they uh, have every other uh, sport covered. Yeah. Why not baseball? Yeah, yeah, and well, and, and it's now being. I think Nashville's growing. I I think that's yeah. one of those places similar to Columbus. Right. Where it's growing in a, in in a very yeah. nice manner, and I mean Ohio or Columbus already has the Jackets, obviously, and we've got the crew. Right. But a a professional baseball team in Columbus or a professional football team in Columbus? We do have the Clippers. We were talking about this earlier. We have the Clippers. We do. That's so I think it would be hard to have a AAA and a major league team in the same city. Yeah, because they probably end up sharing a field. And then when we when it comes to football in Columbus, we have Ohio State. That's basically a professional team. It is. I would just like to see what they would do. Right, and we already have you know the Browns and the Bengals, and both at like two and a half hours I away. Think, but I don't think this would ever happen. But I think before we ever saw a football team, a basketball uh, team, a new football team in Columbus, I think it's more likely that the Bengals or the Browns would move to Columbus. But then again, I don't think that would ever happen. They're too, you know, they're too rude in there, especially the Browns. Yeah. Browns would never move. Um, I So I think it's more likely the Bengals, um, but I still don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah. But Columbus does have, you know, a lot more people. Um, and if it's, it does. it's for money. It's more populated. And the thing is, like, um, I think they should put a basketball team in Cincinnati. I think they should. But I don't know. Again, you, you run into the same issue as Tennessee. It's just very crowded. 
it's just very like you got the Cavs, you got the Browns, you got the Indians, you got you know uh, the Crew, the Blue yeah. Jackets, Ohio State. I think Ohio's like, fun with sports teams. I, I think Ohio's got a lot of sports teams. But like we we're talking about, I think Ohioans, FC Cincinnati, Ohioans are yep, so passionate about their sports. You know, and we see that with Ohio State football, and you put any the Browns. I mean, yeah. you see that a lot. You put any professional team in Ohio, and they're going to have fans, especially like Columbus and in Cleveland. I don't know as much about Cincinnati, but like we're passionate people. Yeah, I think we'll, you could. We'll buy tickets. I think you could put a professional sports team in Dayton. I think a lot of people would go. I think more people would go than you you think because oh, Day- I agree. Dayton's right by Cincinnati. I think a lot more people would go yeah. than you think. And I mean, they have the Dayton Dragons, and I've been to many Dayton Dragons games. That's where my family's from. Mm-hmm. And they hold the record for most consecutive sold-out games. They're passionate. In, in professional sports. Wow. It's like 200-something straight games sold out because that's all they have. Uh, it's not that big a city. And I think the problem with putting another sports team there is they're so close to Cincinnati. They're all already Cincinnati fans. All yeah. my family there are well, Reds and Bengals fans. And that's what I'm saying. Like, Cincinnati fans will drive 40 minutes to Dayton to see a game. I Trust me. There's fans that drive 8 hours, 8, eight to 15 hours to see games. So right. that's the thing. Um, so moving on here, uh, kind of as we go, we're in June now. Um, any... So, any games on the Ohio State football schedule that scare you? Any games? So, I'm gonna so I'm gonna list out the Ohio State schedule. Give me one guaranteed win. Give me one and give me one game that scares. Before you even read it off, the Michigan game. Mark chalk it down. Another W. Make that like 15 years in a row. Screw uh, the Wolverines. It'd be, it'd be, it would be seven nine, years in a row. Nine in a row. Nine nine in a row. row. It yeah. would have been ten had we played them last season. And oh, yeah, just chalk it down. I'm not worried about it. Yeah. So last yep. loss was 2009. I think that's unanimous. We're not worried about no, that. No, I'm not really Never. I'm not really worried about a team that's very fearful to even step on the field. Mm-hmm. I'm not really. And they and they were. And I can, I can prove to you that they were fearful. The, the week before they played Michigan, they played Michigan State. They had, like, triple the COVID cases, and they still played, and they still got a team out there. So it just proves to mm-hmm. me that they were scared. And honestly, like, Michigan fans can spin it whatever way you want. It doesn't look good for your team when you, like, literally, like, are ducking your rival. Your rival. Not even, like, like, and you're just so, like, and it's like at this point, like, it's not like you have won nine games in a row. You've lost nine games in a row. So if anybody would be ducking anybody, and Ohio State would never do this, it'd be Ohio State to keep the perfect record. Yeah. Like, you know, because to keep the streak alive. Because you got nothing nothing to lose. So, but, yeah, no, chalk up the win. Ohio State, I imagine that's like November 20-something. Uh, I mean, it's always Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. It's always. So whenever Thanksgiving is. Um. Okay, so I'll, so I'll give mine the game that scares me. At Minnesota. At Minnesota, game one. Week yeah, one. that's what I'm saying, too. That game really scares me because right out of the gate, it's a Thursday night game. Minnesota's introducing their new stadium. Ohio State, I think, knows what they're going to do at quarterback, but not really because they obviously haven't named a Yeah, they'll find yet. it out by I the mean, end of camp. They'll figure it out. I mean, I think, I think it'll probably be Stroud. I mean, I've seen him looking... I mean, his frame's more filled out. I yeah. feel like he's got, I think his arm's gotten stronger. So that's the one game that definitely, like, scares me the most. The, I mean, the one, I mean, yeah. 
Akron. Akron's got to be the yeah, game. Yeah, sure. I mean, I other mean, than Ohio, or mm-hmm. other than Ohio State, Michigan, I'd say Ohio State. Akron's probably the biggest game on the schedule. Of course. But chalk it down. I mean, definitely prime time game. I mean, <laughs> Akron is. <laughs> they are awful. Like yeah, they're not good. <laughs> they're terrible. Yeah. They're they probably like, they're probably the worst Division One football team in Ohio. They no like in the oh they're 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 bottom five in the nation, dude. They're <laughs> bottom, I mean I, I don't think that's I even a stretch. That, yeah, I don't, they are. Awful. They're very bad. Like they are definitely the worst team. They make Bowling Green look good. Like and that's hard. That's to do. true. That's Bowling really Green is to bad do. too. I forgot about them. Yeah, like and that's really hard to do. Like they make Bowling Green look good. And think about that. They are not known for like if anything they're known for like. I mean, what is Akron known for? I mean, uh, LeBron. Well, yeah, LeBron, LeBron. That's it. LeBron. LeBron that's and it. tires. LeBron and tires. Yeah. That's it. Um, I would say another game that kind of semi scares me. Where's the Penn State game at? Week. Uh, week eight, home. Oh, it's at home. Yeah. I'm not nearly as worried. I'm not scared of them anymore. I mean, me neither. Well, I mean, no last season can... was an outlier for them. I think, but. Do you think, like, what are they gaining from last season? Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm sure they're returning a lot I mean, of guys. I we mean, saw all their backup quarterbacks come in last season, and none of them performed. <clears throat> I mean, do you, really, do you really fear? I think James Franklin is a very good coach. I do not like James Franklin yeah, I a lot. Disagree with I, think he's I think a, James I, Franklin's a great I coach. I think he's a good recruiter and a good motivator, which is two factors into coaching. I think when it actually comes to X's and O's, I think there are coaches yeah. better. I think Greg, oh, yes, sure. I think Greg Schiano might be better than that. When, I think with Franklin, X's and O's. Everyone, people think Franklin's good because he was carried his first couple seasons by Saquon. Christian Hackenberg. And Christian Hackenberg too, right? And Hackenberg. Yeah, Hackenberg was. was first. Yeah, but like he just had good talent when he started, and and they kind of gave him that good name. But like they leave, and we see, you know, he's got nothing, and it's only going to get worse because that's how college football works. You know, you have good season. The worst, uh, the more bad seasons you have, the worse your recruiting gets, the worse you get, and it, it sucks. But that's just the way it is. I, um, I mean, they could potentially, potentially look like Michigan State, where with Mark D'Antonio, they were one of the top premier Big Ten schools consistently, right. along with Ohio State, uh, but we haven't seen Michigan State compete in the Big Ten for, what, four or five years four now? Five years, yeah. That, yeah. Penn, just, uh, Penn State, I mean, Penn State doesn't scare me. Honestly, I'm with Casey. I mean, they, they milked that one win they got in 2016 off the block. They, I've never seen a fan base milk something more than the Boston Celtics milked that 08 championship where they won one title and they think they're world beaters. And it just annoys me because I'm like, dude, it's great. You won the title, but like, let's move on a lot. And you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Like, Penn State fans, that whiteout that they have at Beaver oh, Stadium it's pretty cool. is um, that is a bucket list experience yeah, for me. As much as I as hate a sports Penn fan. State, I would love to experience that. Yeah, don't don't. It's electric. Yeah. Don't yeah. wear your Ohio State. All right, so. what's up next, sir? Um, I have okay. Top five music artists. Um, so again, if you're new to the show, a little different. Uh, something we do is we list. Uh, we do top five lists at the end of every show, and. Uh, so we are going to do top five musical artists at the time. Peyton, do you want me to go first, or 
Let's have Casey go first. All Let's right. have the guest go first. You want me to go first? Yeah, sure. yeah. Unless you don't want to. For sure. Um, this is going to be difficult. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to give you five. Um, give us 50. <laughs> I don't care. 61. <laughs> so, this is going to be a hard question. Um, I listen to a very eclectic um, like music range. You're, you have a lot of variety. Yeah. Yeah, that, which is okay. So, you know... But my go-to music is always country music, so I see. I can give you probably a top five of of current, you know, country, current current country artists. Yeah. Oh, by the way, just for all the listeners, this is like a top five of what we are listening yeah, to. Not this related. is not a. This is this not, is not a debate. No, this is like not we a can debate. debate. Oh, I think Kendrick Lamar sucks, or I hate somebody. Like, right, this is just I like it. It's just personal. It's, yeah. it's just personal preference. Nobody's wrong. I wanted to just be very clear about that. Nobody's wrong because so, it's their opinion. Yes. Honestly. So this is top five guys that we or girls or artists that we just like to listen right. to. So, in my opinion, my top five country artists right now, um, my number one is Morgan Wallen. Ah, there you go. Uh, he's good. Big fan, obviously. Uh, controversial currently. Controversial. But controversial. Doesn't but take away his... Yeah, his, his music's good. It makes Whether good not, music. He's good as a person. You know, <laughs> you can debate on your own time, but yeah. his music's good. Um, I don't know if he's the best person, but I like his music. Right. Um, I think he's got a great voice, um, and I think if things clear up, you know, if he, you know, is able to get back out there, he's definitely going to be a future face of country if he can ever get past this. He's apo- um, and he's apologized. I mean, yeah. honestly, like, I'm, I'm a forgiving person, like, you know right. what I'm saying? He's not, like, I don't think one moment should define a person's career, especially, you know, when you're, you know, when you're so as, popular. And, yeah, when you're as talented as him. Well, no, I mean, I just don't think, that's in general. I don't, I don't think one moment should define yeah, somebody's absolutely. existence, you know? Um, my number two would probably be Luke Combs. I mean, that's oh, pretty, that's, my. A, that's a number one oh. for a lot of people. Um, so good. They both have beautiful voices and and make great music. I just I think I prefer Morgan Wallen a little bit. Um, I get that. I think I it's not how he sings. It's not like I don't think his voice. I don't think his voices is, is any better. I think they're pretty equal. I think it's just his type of music resonates with me more. Um, Luke, Luke Combs will get you hyped though. I oh, will absolutely. say like he has such a nice voice. I call him a country Jesus. Like, I literally do believe that he's such a nice dude. He's such a down-to-earth dude, like, family man, like, you know, just likes to sing and, you know, drink, you know, uh, Bud Light or, you know, whatever (laughs) he drinks, you know what I'm saying? So he's just a really good dude. Um, So number three for you, Casey. Number three, um, I don't know if you guys know him, but his name's John Party. Yeah. Dirt on my boots. Yeah, he, he, you know, really came into the limelight with his song Dirt on My Boots. Um, that was a while ago. That was probably 2016 when that song came out. Um, fire. But he, the reason I like him so much is he's got, you know, he mixes modern country with very like, you know, traditional like Western mm-hmm. kind of sounding. Honky tonk. Um, which is like what I prefer. I'm, I'm not like big into like the radio pop frat Country. I mean, I like all country, but I want you to go home and listen to "Honky Tonk Highway" by Luke Combs. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you can keep going though. There's one there. Um, but yeah, he just he just makes good music. I I don't know a ton of his music. I haven't listened to it too in depth, but every song I hear from him is an absolute banger. 
and he's definitely up there. He he just knows how to make good music. Mm-hmm. Um, my number four, um, probably be Cody Johnson. <laughs> you guys know who that is. Um, I do not. He's a little less known than those than those three guys. He's 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 well known in the country world. Okay. But if you're not like an avid country an fan. avid country fan, you're not you might not know who he is. Um, but the reason I like him so much, he's very like old like Texas country. Yeah. Um, and that's you know my dad's from Texas. That's what I grew up on. So like that style is like exactly what I what I look for when I'm listening to new music. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just you know he just makes good music. Yeah. All right, number five. I don't know if I. I have a number five ready. Um, those four are my definitely my favorites. Um, mm. yeah, I don't know if I have a top five. Um, it's okay, top four. Top four, yeah. If you guys want to top four, take right. it over. I'll think about it. All right. Uh, you want to do? I'll give my five. Yeah. You give your five. Uh, okay, number five. I have. Um, mine's more rapper. Like mine's more literally like rap you know uh based uh travis scott um good is drop. that your number one or number five number five right, i'm cool. going number five and up uh travis scott if you don't know him he's from you've been living under a rock if you don't know who right he is. <laughs> yeah i mean he's got so many endorsements mcdonald's playstation nike so many endorsements um he uh grew up in houston he has a thing called Astrofest that uh, people go to actually starting again this year because of COVID. Um, really popular. Um, he's what I think people consider mainstream, but uh, I really like his voice. And what I see, his concerts are legendary. Like, they're like... That's mo- on the bucket list for me. Mosh pit. Rich. The Astro World tour looked insane. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, as you said, it's a bucket list thing. And... He's always been just, I mean, he's a rager, man. He is wild. Like, honestly. So, that'd be my number five. Number five for you? Oh! (laughs) I didn't realize we were going one off there. Um, This is a R&B singer. Um, Hasn't really put out any music recently. Chris Brown. Not Chris (laughs) Brown. Not a fan. TBH. I, I get that because of off... You know. Yeah, he's not a great guy. He's very not. similar to Morgan Wallen, possibly <laughs> worse. No, than Morgan he, no, Wallen. no. He's, I mean, he's worse. Yeah, he is worse. Okay. I think he's a worse guy. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. I agree. Um, it's his name is Sampha, and Sampha has appeared on uh Santa Sampha, S A M P H A. Yeah. Um, he's appeared on several uh Drake songs, uh, forty four twenty two. Oh, seriously? Um, uh, He's appeared on Too Much by Drake. Don't think about it too much. Um, But his his song, um, Plastic 100 Degrees Celsius, is probably my favorite song currently. Um, He's really, really talented. I really like his music. Uh, That'd be my number five. Okay, uh, number four, uh, putting out an album Friday, uh, Lil Baby. Uh, one of the hottest young rappers in the game. Uh, the dude is literally a bar after bar. Literally just keeps going. I really like him. He's uh, 
want to say he's from Atlanta, but I don't really know. I lots mean, of rappers from Atlanta. Lots of rappers right. from... Kind of honestly, with rappers, you could just say, are they from Atlanta? You know, a lot of like, you know, trap guys, like they're just from Atlanta and they breed good rappers. Um, uh, so Lil Baby be my number four. Uh, he was putting out an album at the end of the week with Lil Durk. Not, not as huge a fan as Lil Durk, but uh, I like Lil Baby. So that's my number four. My number four... This might be a hot take here. Miley Cyrus is <laughs> easily she's one of the good. Mo- she's, she's phenomenal. Super talented. Yeah. So she's so edgy now. She makes good music. She is such an interesting person. Uh, shout out to her on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. She had a lot of good things to say. Um, she, she she's in like a really interesting headspace right now. Did she light up? With yeah, Joe Rogan? I think she, I believe. Um, I can't remember. I remember Post Malone on there, <laughs> and it was the funniest thing I've ever seen. It was a two hour. But she thing. is such a talented artist. Her her album, uh, Plastic Hearts, ah, um, just just a banger. It is so good. Speaking of banger, um, her twenty thirteen album Bangers is fantastic as well. Mm, right. Um. I have liked her entire progression. Um, I've always had a slight little crush on her as well. Since the Hannah Montana Since days. Since the Hannah Montana days as well. So uh, that's what, my number four. What kid didn't have a crush on her in the Hannah Montana days? Yeah. She, she was she stunning. Was, she was bad. Yeah, she yeah. was. Good looking. Good looking. Number I mean, three. She's two. good looking now. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, yeah, she, she's got the mullet and the raspy voice. I like the it. The mullet. <laughs> number three, I have uh, Polo G. Uh, also, Polo G's putting out an album, uh, June 11th, uh, right after Lil Baby puts out an album. Uh, really like him. He's very young. Um, he's definitely new to the rap game, but he is excelling to the top of the charts. Um, definitely, uh, just again, he, uh, talks about his struggles kind of getting out of where he grew up in. And I really like when rappers open up, you know, doors and they're like, you know, if you keep knocking on the door and pushing you can get out of wherever you know community just mm-hmm. kind of like that thing like you know it's kind of like anything is possible because it is because these dudes had no money you know no financial stability and somehow they they made it out and now they're you know these global stars so mm-hmm. apology would definitely be my number three my number three is justin bieber also controversial um, but his album Justice is you know, my twenty twenty one banger album of the year. It is. I, it is very good. Plastic Hearts came out in twenty twenty, I believe. So I would put that. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. I, I think you're. Wrong. Oh yeah, t- came out in twenty twenty, but Justice came out in twenty twenty one, and it is exceptional. It is beautiful. I, I, I think Beavers consistently had, at least in our generation. One of the best voices oh, in, in mainstream that's music. Not, yes, that's ever. not that's not a hot take. Honestly, he right. is he is awesome. His long and it and we talked about this in the pre-show. I wanted to make it very clear. This is what we are liking personally, like at this moment. But if we were to go artist of all time for us personally, Biebs has got to be on there. His longevity and his durability as an artist. He has been consistently around. Putting out yeah. good tunes his voice for like just, yeah. 15 years. When your music career starts at 13, you got a, a lot of time hey. to be making music. But he's only gotten better. He Yeah. And obviously the production value, the um, 
what he's actually talking about in his music right. is different. The maturity of his voice. The maturity of his voice. The maturity, maturity of him as a person. Yeah. Bieber, number three, Peyton loves Bieber. I, and again, when we were younger, everybody was like, oh, not, not yet, you know, Justin Bieber, he's girly, he's feminine. I'm like, now I'm like, I all, totally those people, am- all those people look really dumb. Yeah, like I more- really embrace the 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 femin feminine side of yeah. myself. Yeah. I can put my masculinity away for a little bit and, and jam out to the beads. And that's manly. Yeah, like that's the thing. If you can embrace that, and again, I will say this again: there is a similar artist I feel like, and his name is uh, his name is the Kid Leroy. I don't know if you've heard it, yeah. and he's considered now. And I'm telling you, he's right got now, a song with Biebs. He does, and he it's and called with Miley Cyrus. It's called Unstable, and the one he has with Miley Cyrus is without. And I'm telling you right now, I get this so much for liking this kid. Oh, he's a TikTok artist. Oh, he's so girly. He's so feminine. You watch. Everybody thought that about Justin Bieber. Everybody. They're like, he's feminine. His voice is too high. You watch as this kid progresses. And this kid is, like, younger than us. And that's the thing. Like, I'm just saying, everybody back in, like, 2013 when you, like, like liking Justin Bieber was, like, a joke. Like, it was, like, a joke in, like, middle school. It was, like, one of those things, like, oh, you like Bieber? Like, now, and I'm just saying, I hope, you know, don't be surprised if this kid develops and there were, like, why, and those kids who said, oh, he's, you know, Justin Bieber was feminine and he's girly, he makes girly music. You know, don't be surprised if they, again, they say the same thing about this right. kid and they look dumb again. You can call him girly, you know, people can call him girly all they want, but... He's got more women in love with him than we will ever see. That's what yeah. I'm saying. He's got like a billion people. He's got more. One in seven people adore. And a beautiful wife. Yeah. Always. Oh, she's she's beautiful. So, Haley Bieber. I, if, I would take everyone in the world calling me girly <laughs> to have that. So Isn't that what, like... A man ultimately wants. He wants a kind of a girl. Like, you know, he wants these girls. That's kind of the dream if you want girls chasing after you at one point. Like, and it's like, he's got that. And yeah. he's still got that. And he's what? How, how old is he? 20, 25, five? let's say. Yeah, 25. So, yeah, definitely I like your three. Number two. And again, uh, same thing. MGK, Machine Gun Kelly, was a rapper, went to punk rock. And, uh, I mean, has done phenomenal in that punk rock, uh, you know. And he has totally, like, transformed. Like, and again, I get this again. It's like, oh, you know, he's like, he's, um, you know, I don't like punk rock. And I'm like, well, it's okay if you don't like punk rock, but have you you given it a shot? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. Like, he makes this kind of, like, makes you want to get up and, you know, just, you know, nod your head. You know what I'm saying? Like, so... Definitely MGK would be my number two because, like, I feel like he he went through one of the best artist transformations I've ever seen from a rapper to a punk rock (laughs) specialist. I've liked MGK. He's he's so good at what he does now. Like, it baffles me that he he hasn't always been, you know, a punk rock artist. Like... Yeah, and he's got the look. He's got the tats. He's got the... He's really tall, really skinny. And again, these dudes, like, you know, like, he's dating Megan Fox. And Woo! Megan Fox might be one of the one of the baddest women on the planet. Like, I'm just going to be honest. Like, have you seen her? I like, will not it's, disagree. It's you, not. If like, you grew up when we grew up, 
You had a crush on her. Yeah. No Transformers movies were exciting oh because God. of her. Yeah. She made those movies what they are. Yeah. yeah. Like, so definitely, uh, again, MGK, because he went through, <laughs> because he was a rapper and not that popular. He recognized that. He changed his style. And now he's one of the most, he's yeah. one of the more popular artists. Yeah, absolutely. My number two, the band Camino. Um, Casey and I saw the band Camino in concert um, last March, and they were exceptional. I had heard of them on like some rando playlist that I was just shuffling through, um, probably like December or January of two years ago, and I've loved them ever since. They put out fantastic music, awesome like indie indie rock sound. Um, right. Have they have a couple ballads that are really nice. Um, they've got a couple party anthems that I feel like once they hit the, the main media stream, um, they're just fantastic. Really, really talented yeah. guys, uh, the three of them. I love them. Yeah, they're super fun to listen to. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh, number one uh, for me, Kid Cudi. Uh, one, You're a big Cuddy guy, so I I am, and I'm very proud of that. He is uh, he's from Cleveland. He's from Ohio. Another guy that really talks about his struggles mentally. His uh, mental health was kind of in real jeopardy a couple years ago, and he openly expresses that to people. I could pull up so many interviews where people are like, "Kid Cuddy saved my life." Because he 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 made it okay to feel those things. Because he was going through the same thing. He was going through depression. He was going through anxiety. And it's kind of like as a kid, you're like, oh wow, my favorite rapper is going through that. So it makes it, you <laughs> right. know, now that it, I have those issues, it makes it a little more okay that I have somebody to go through yep. it with. You know what I'm saying? So I could... I mean, I could go on about Kid Cudi. I could make an hour podcast about Kid Cudi if I plan. Like, you could go on day and night. Like, I there you go. <laughs> I mean, that's and that song is a banger. It is like, a banger. it is just yeah. such a good song. All right, number one for you, Peyton. Number one for me to finish it out. Rex Orange County. I am late to the Rex Orange County like buzz, um, but his music is exceptional. Got some bangers. Got some ballads. Got like a nice little mix of both. I love his sound. I think he's a really good instrumentalist. I think he's got really creative um, ideas and sounds um, that we haven't heard um, in a while. Mm -hmm. um, I love it. And he put out like a live album, which is fantastic, mm -hmm. um, at uh, the Radio City Music Hall, mm -hmm. and it was it was really good. All right. Uh... Good show today, guys. Yeah. Good show. Really good dialogue. Uh, any shout-outs? Anything at all? Anything at all you want to conclude with? I've got nothing. Uh, again, <laughs> Coach K. We didn't really get in, but Coach K retiring after next season. Um, Two of the ACC greats going going down back-to-back -back years. Retiring. Roy, Roy Williams. Williams. Mike Krzyzewski. Yeah. It's crazy. Definitely. We uh, are seeing a generation of great coaches come to an end. Mm -hmm. Maybe next we'll see uh, a Calipari, a, uh, a Bayheim, I mean, they're still a Bill young. Self. Bayheim's not young. Bayheim. Bayheim. I'm yeah. shocked he's still coaching. But, it's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Uh, thank you, Casey, for coming on the show today. No problem. Uh, def it. Yeah, definitely. Uh, again, come back to the humble abode. The mood. Uh, thank you guys for listening today. A little bit of a longer <laughs> episode. 
uh, tune in. We will be back in a week or two, and we will uh, chat with you guys again. All right. See ya. Peace.